listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host of Dinner Party, Chef Amy Sins. And today in the studio, I have my friend, Beth Dodano, and she is the president of the Les Dames d'Escoffier chapter here in New Orleans. She's also a food and travel writer. And I'm so happy to have you here today, Beth. I'm thrilled to be here. So good to see you. Well, you know, we, we always get to go back and forth by text and we're talking about all the things that are happening in New Orleans. And I love when I get to see new articles about you know, food, right? It's all we think about. It's all we want to deal with. It's, it's our yeah. life here in New Orleans. And it seems like you're getting to do a lot of really interesting stories about new food in New Orleans. Yeah, I know, I love that. Um, so I was previously, for one of my outlets, which is Gambit, I was reviewing restaurants. And um, of course, with the pandemic, that job ended, and you really still can't review restaurants. Like, it's, I, I think it's not fair even now, because they're facing still so many issues, you know. But um, a few months into the pandemic, both myself and my editor realized that, wait, people are opening restaurants. I mean, of course, at, a, at the most challenging time, you know, even at the beginning when they had to be 25% occupancy and all that kind of thing, social distancing. So my editor said, why don't we write features? You know, it's also as a way to support the restaurant community. Why don't we write features about these new restaurants and tell their stories. And I love the backstory. That's my favorite thing. Especially because a lot of these stories were also being reported by Ian McNulty because he's the only full-time, you know, food writer here in town and he's got all these wonderful stories to tell in outlets. But a lot of times I have to follow his dust a little bit and think like how do I tell it in a slightly different way, you know? So that's been a challenge sometimes, but also very fun. Um, and I, and I, it hasn't stopped. I'm still doing it. Well, I love the idea of the backstory because, you know, we all have a story. And mm -hmm. I, we're all just, uh, I like to say that I'm just a little bit crazy for being in this business. Right. But it's a crazy passion for food right. and hospitality. And uh, there's a story behind everybody about why they're working in this business and why they're opening and why, why they choose to share food as their gift. Absolutely. There really is. Um, and and I love that part of it because, you know, as a writer, you want to spin a little bit of a yarn and, and, and engage the reader into um, some adding dimension to, and, and I think it creates empathy also to uh, know what someone's been through. You know, it's hard to capture that in whatever I'm supposed to do, 700 words. But, um, <laughs> but, um, one of the you know one of the things i noticed was that there was these thai restaurants popping up i was telling you about it um so the first one opened in august of 2020 and it was in gretna and it was thai jing and i just love i just fell in love with with both of those folks but and they have such a great interesting story but as months went by another thai restaurant would open another thai so finally i i realized that I've written about five 
Thai restaurants with women born in women chefs born in Thailand, um, and who have opened these places usually with a partner or husband. Only in one case is that person also Thai, um, and I just thought that was so interesting because we're not known for like it's a Thai mecca. <laughs> well, and that's why you know my brain's going. What is it about this time right now in New Orleans that is making that happen? Is it that um, people are more open to going out of their usual food? Mm -hmm. Is it that more people are moving into the city and bringing more flavors? Or, you know, now's just the time to follow the dream. Yeah, I think it's a combination of all those things, you know, and, and visitors, you know, they want to, they want to eat New Orleans food. But I remember before I moved here 13 years ago when I was, when I come so frequently, every once in a while, you know, you don't want to eat red beans and rice, right? And I love Asian food, any kind of Asian Me food. Too. You know, I just love, that's my go-to. So I remember years ago trying to eat Thai, I think it was Thai food, like the drag, upstairs from the dragon's den. It was like, it was, I didn't think it was good. Um, but if you're a traveler, you expect certain flavors and you, that can be a nice little break. So, and locals too. And we travel, so we, we might go to Thailand and then you are craving that food. So I don't really know why that portal has opened up. Certainly places have closed also, um, you know, which is a sad thing, but sometimes, you know, like we just were talking about Polly, you know, she's not closing, but changing. And then there's some new folks with new energy that with sharing her vision with Avenue Pub. So I think there's, there's just movement in this restaurant scene that can't really be helped and you might as well lean into it. I, you know, whenever you said, oh, well, I, I'm doing this article on, on Thai restaurants, I, I got excited because one, it's like one of my favorite right. things. But uh, years ago, my husband and I got to go to Thailand and I kept thinking, oh my God, the people, here remind me of New Orleans. Mm -hmm. I was invited to dine. I mm -hmm. was welcomed. Right. People wanted to share their culture and their history and their homes. And I thought, this is this is such a common thread. Yes. And so it makes sense that the New Orleans hospitality business mm -hmm. is is pulling that in. Absolutely. I mean, I had the same experience the, the times I've been there as well. Um, so I I. You know, I did that first story, um, and and that's Jirasak and and Suda. Um, they're a little bit interesting because they're a little bit of an older couple. I mean, they're not older, but they're maybe fifty or something or late forties. I'm not really sure, but most of the other people are on the younger and side. And this is their first restaurant. Yes. Well, he was a. I mean, he was a a, um, a monk. <laughs> so she was working at. Um, she worked her way up. Um, she actually went to law school. She worked her way up. Um, I mean, she decided, she graduated and she's like, I don't want to be a lawyer. And she had this food show that she used to love to watch. And she said, that's what I want to do. And so she, she trained in culinary and then she started working um, at some resorts and she started working for Marriott. And she said, I want to see America. And Marriott sent her to Canal Street. Um, that's how she got here. Um, and Jirasak was here, actually he was, building they were building a temple by English turn and she went there and they met 
and now they're married and I didn't know it's not like a Catholic priest I, I was kind of ignorant about it but he explained to me that you kind of sign up for a period of time and you can go back to your secular life you know so um, they started with pop-ups at the farmers market they were in, in Gretna and then and um, Denise Ponce who is manager of that market and now works with them at the restaurant she just she just made it happen. I mean, she, just so much like positive outpouring, you know, and then they had a food truck and then when the pandemic happened, they, they've always wanted to have a, you know, a, have a bricks and mortar restaurant and it's on fifth street. I think I wasn't that familiar with that area. That's not in like old Gretna, but they did all the work themselves. They live next door in a rented property. It's this pink little cottage and it's just so, lovely and Suda they're just such great people I fell in love with them and we had a Dom's event there actually um, and so that was the first one that opened that was really that was August 2020 so and I'm looking at the list and I'm like wow she gets around all over town right because your, yeah. your next one was you went from Gretna to the French Quarter right <laughs> I know I know right yeah um, so that was also an interesting one that Tai Hei, is that, that's the one, right? Yes, um, So they, and I love the name. I'm like, where did that come from? This is just, we thought it was fun, you know. Okay, Tai Hei, as opposed to Hey Tai, you know. <laughs> um, so that's, and I'm, I'm, I apologize in advance for butchering these Thai names because they're hard. So that's Chef Nim, and her Thai last name is Yim Chowam, and her married name is Green. So, and her husband's Nathan, and they had met in the Bay Area. She was working there at that time. She'd come from Thailand, and then they came here to be close to family because they were starting a, fam a family. And they work was working, he was working in government, and they started working at the, um, it, since closed, it closed during the pa pandemic, the White Star Market okay. there in downtown. Um, and when it closed, they thought, you know, our, our, our clientele is kind of conservative here, and we would like to do some fun things that maybe maybe New Orleans is a better fit, you know. And then they found that location, which is just a couple blocks off Canal Street in the French Quarter, and they're killing it. They're doing really, really well. I mean, all of these places are small, so they've been challenged because, you know, 50% or whatever, you can't, you know, if you don't have enough customers to make it work. Now things are much better, of course. And they um, opened up before the pandemic? No, they, they opened in um, November 2022. Okay. So that's more recent. Um, I love that. And so, that you know, there's something to be said about uh, being closer to family right. and getting to cook the food that you love and right. to start that um, it must be type 21. of restaurant. Okay, 21. 2021, because I mean, it can't be November 2022. Are you seeing that there's a thread in all of these restaurants that people are are moving to New Orleans because of love and family, or is it because they're falling in love with New Orleans? Um, I think in almost every case, it was the husband's either home or you know his you know, and they came to be with him. One of the best stories that I just love is. Um, Pomelo. So that's on Magazine Street. So that's Chef um, Aom. She's just a sweetheart. And her husband is um, Frankie Weinberg. They met in 2000. 
in the year 2000. So he, she had a little family restaurant. He was teaching English. Her, her restaurant was, I think it was, I remember it was by a train station, but somehow they met then and they, uh, they started a romance, you know, they kind of fell in love, but um, he was still in school. He was coming back here. She was not in a place where she wanted to leave. She didn't want to move here, you know, so they broke up. I mean, Aww. it wasn't a bad breakup or anything, but it just, I mean, it's a 9,000 mile commute, you know, so, so fast forward 17 years. 17, 17 years fast forward y'all and he's a professor at Loyola he went on sabbatical and he was like huh I wonder if I maybe I should reach out to her and he did and she said it was like they'd never been apart you know I mean they just picked up and she was in a different place in her life she wanted to come to New Orleans she was ready to do that and they got married and and they open up this beautiful little restaurant uptown. It's just so charming. I love um, that it's also a story of true love, right? <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's really great. Um, they got married in 2018, and then they opened in November 2021. Um, and they serve some traditional, but also um, she's from Ayutthaya, which was an, uh, an, an ancient capital city. Um, and so there's some specific sort of regional dishes that she likes to feature. I, I love the place, it's it's wonderful. Um, Whenever you are going out for Thai food and you're uh, going to these restaurants, because clearly uh, you, like many of us, are, are drawn to those flavors, are you ordering the same dish at each restaurant and kind of comparing? Mm. Are you letting the restaurant guide you to what their specialties are? How are you yeah, evaluating I, it? I like, well, again, I'm, you know, I'm telling the story mm -hmm. and, and um, I'm not, I'm talking about the food, but I, I like to know what their specialties are, like what kind of, and if it's really traditional, if there's a regional specialty. Um, Nim does this really, and she uses uh, squid ink pasta with her drunken noodles. I mean, I That's never, fancy. I never <laughs> heard that before with shrimp and bacon in it. Um, she, in, incorporate crawfish. Um, someone, I can't remember which, oh, I think uh, Budzi's, which we haven't talked about yet, which is just a few steps away from her studio. She uses local catfish in her fish cakes. So I let, I, I'm always asking, do you, what part of New Orleans comes into your restaurant? Yeah. You know? um, and there's always, good answers for that question. Um, she's a she's a great success story also because she started as a pop-up for four years at PALS. And so for my listeners, uh, Beth is talking about Budsies, which is actually where I had uh, lunch today. Right. <laughs> so, it, I, and I had totally forgot we were even having this uh, conversation yeah. and I, I ordered Budsies for lunch and I went, oh, well this is yeah, perfect, I'm perfect mood. for this I think this I'm gonna get some afterwards because I'm in the mood too. Um, well, I got the drunken noodles today and I highly yeah. recommend them. <laughs> um, she also met her husband when he was teaching English. She, she's the one that has, that her little restaurant was on the train line. So, um, and she came to New Orleans with him because he was, you know, in, in school. So she was game, but she wanted to start cooking right away. So she did that for four years at PALS and she got quite a following. Um, she's very, very strict about authenticity. Mm -hmm. You know, um, she was telling me 
someone asks for egg rolls or something and that just, you know, no, <laughs> no, I don't do that. This is, that's not what we that's do. That's like ordering corn in your gumbo. Right. We all have right. very exactly. strong opinions Exactly. Of She's very dedicated. Um, and her food can be a little bit spicy too. And I love spice. I enjoy spice. Um, so that the only other one we haven't talked about, I think, is um, Tied Up Nola. Again, funny name, so cute. Um, and that's the most recent one. They opened where... Um, Out in Gentilly. Yeah, they opened in Gentilly where Caddyshack was, like right next to the, the, um, the jockey pub, mm -hmm. the jockey bar there. And that was going to change. The owner was kind of done with it, especially with the pandemic. And they had been trying to get into a place in Carrollton, and they ended up opening there. And they just, uh, she said the neighborhood, she told me that the neighborhood, it's um, Ryan Walsh is, the, is her husband. And her name, her, her Thai name is Sawanit. I'm probably butchering that, but she goes by Kate. And they met at Republic five years ago. <laughs> at a nightclub, right? They met at a nightclub. So in that case, they didn't meet in Thailand. But one of the things I loved about this story was that he didn't have a passport. He told me this right out. He said, I, did, I never went outside of Louisiana. I mean, I didn't have a passport. So um, he got one, and he's, they've since they've been three times. He brought his folks with him so the, the parents could meet. Um, and I just thought that was great because you went from not having a passport or, or traveling abroad in any way to being really familiar with Thailand. And I think he's also been to Vietnam and Laos uh, the, together, you know, so I just love that. Um, and he was in hospitality and the hotel business working as a valet and uh, his job went away. And so he thought, well, let's start, our, maybe we can do this. Let's do this together and start our own business. Um, and they they're the, they just opened in July, um, so just just a few months ago, really, um, early July, and I think they're doing really well. They said the neighborhood really reached out because there's not a lot of food around right there. Right. You know. Well, I love that, and I'm listening to these stories, and I, I'm hearing these common threads, and it's um, women who are trained in Thai cooking right. and have grown up with Thai cooking, but they're opening family businesses right. because they're they're with their their husband or their partner and they're opening these businesses and i like to think that you know we're seeing the start of the next generations of new orleans family owned restaurants absolutely and, and that's what we love that more than anything you know that i mean just you see that and that's where you see the passion and the commitment and um, and honestly you know it is a younger person's business you know and if you, it's a hard business to be in and so having that energy and bringing something new to the plate um, and without exception they've all all of the Thai chefs that I spoke with I feel very at home in New Orleans they can deal with the heat no problem it's hot in Thailand you know it's the hospitality they love the seafood um, that their customers have embraced them, and I really want them all to succeed. I mean, I think they're all doing pretty well, but um, you know, I just hope that continues for them. Me too, because I, you know, I see in New Orleans the generations of family-run businesses, right? And it's whether it's your corner store or your local restaurant, 
that is what builds your community. Mm -hmm. And I think New Orleans is at a point where we really want to keep building that community and you know know our neighbors and have the neighborhood restaurant and right. have the flavors and you know this is this is just a, a different style of flavor in right. that that neighborhood absolutely i I'm, i think they really have been warmly welcomed um, and they do some really interesting dishes over there she has does some grilled meats she does she makes this delicious she does homemade roti with curry dipping sauce i love that um and fresh spring rolls of course but with lots of herbs and she does a, a sauce i can't remember the name of the sauce it was a type of fish sauce but it was spicy i mean she she put it together herself and she serves it with um the marinade the marinated grilled meats and it's just really really delicious she also does this terrific um i did mention her name didn't i i'm gonna make sure i did um kate yeah, that's yeah. right. Mm -hmm. She also does um, a really fun sticky rice dessert. She gets these green pandan leaves, which I was just at the Hong Kong market and I saw them. I was like, oh, okay, that's what that is. I just planted two plants in my backyard. You did? <laughs> yeah, so I wasn't that familiar with them, but she soaks them overnight with the pandan leaves and they so the rice becomes green. And then she puts, um, you know, so it's the sticky rice, and then she puts ripe mango on top. And I'm telling you, it's so delicious. Um, and now I know if I need to get pandan leaves, I can go to your backyard or I can go to the but, Hong Well, there are little bitty baby plants right yeah. now. But I saw the picture on the internet, and it was like pandan leaves yeah. and like a plant. And then when it came in the mail, it's like this tiny little thing, and it says, Congratulations on your pandan plugs. Oh, so, so it's like three little, <laughs> little grass little grass plates. So it may be a couple years before we can yeah. have pandan sticky right. rice, but right. uh, we'll just go see Kate and get yeah, hers. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, um, you know, as you're dining out and you're you're following this trend, and you know, you're writing these articles, are like, what's next? What are you seeing as you're out there dining and? and watching food progress in hmm. New Orleans. I mean, I think th that it's for a while there's been more international uh, more international options. You know, since Katrina especially, there's certainly a lot of Central American options and that's everywhere. Um, I mean, we have a lot more choices than we did before. You know, there's that sort of Somebody just said this to me, you know, that at one point there was a thousand restaurants in New Orleans with the same menu, you know, which I don't really necessarily 100% agree with that, but that is a, that is a bit of a, of a thing. Um, and so now there's a lot more options. And I also love to see existing restaurants like Blue Oak Barbecue saying, you know what, we're going to, we're going to add another place. We're going to do, you know, they're doing that. Um, also Saffron is opening another yeah. place. And so that kind of movement I also really love to see because that's just further investment in New Orleans, in the hospitality community, more jobs, mm -hmm. and but experienced operators too, you know. And we're starting, you know, we've seen this for years in the hospitality community where people who have been in the industry are mentoring mm -hmm. younger folks or new business mm -hmm. owners, but this trend with, with pop-ups and you know, we, we saw this probably, I guess, maybe starting five years ago. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then it's really just kind of snowballed yeah. in that 
now people are saying, do you want to take over my restaurant on Sunday? Right. Do you want to come in and do a special event with me or a right. fundraiser? And we're going to highlight your pop-up even though you don't even work in my restaurant. Right. Right. And it's really awesome to see how even with the pandemic, even with the headaches we've all had for the last years, the hospitality community is is stepping up Absolutely. to mentor the next generation. Yeah, I love that. I know Sophina from Mr. Mal is doing a lot of that. Um, and they're doing some of that at the commissary. There's, it's, I think it's wonderful. Um, and a lot of those places go on to open their own restaurants or, you know, that's what keeps me in business, you know. All those new places opening up that I can write about. Well, and I, you know, I have to ask because I, I emceed a few competitions and this is now on the, the front of my mind when judges are eating at these food competitions and they're being given 15 plates that mm -hmm. they have to try, mm -hmm. you have to balance that, right? So as you're dining out in restaurants, are you just taking a bite? Or are you going, this is so good, I'm finishing the whole plate? <laughs> I usually have to finish the whole plate. If I really love it, um, if I really love it, I mean, I can have, you know, a salad for lunch at my, you know, I mean, I don't eat rich food at home. Or sweets or any of that kind of stuff but when I'm out I mean I'd be crazy not to enjoy that you know I mean I went to Copper Vine last night and Chef Amy's she makes this unbelievable risotto I mean it was so rich um, so delicious it's a vegetarian risotto um, I mean of course I was gonna I didn't finish it all but I, I think that I've never been one to leave too much on my plate <laughs> me either my mom told me that I had to make a happy plate and I still yeah, live by it right? exactly yeah exactly <laughs> well can you tell our listeners out there how they can find out more about you how they can read what you're writing and follow what you're doing yeah. sure well I write every week for Gambit that's one place so so I leave the food section for Gambit so and that's online you know um, if you search under my name Beth Diodano a lot of stuff comes up, you know, I'm working with, for local palate. I have a, a site, um, it, it's a, it's a, like a, it has a lot of my work on it, you know, and it's on Contently, so it's my name, it's Contently slash Beth Diodano, and there's a ton of stuff there, but um, if you just search under my name, all kinds of things will pop up. I'm really good at making great content, I think, but I'm not always good at promoting myself. That's my kind of weaker area. I said, well, someone else will post it, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, that's, I write for Country Roads, which is another local thing. And then USA Today, which is where this article is going to be online, um, their 10 best channel, I do local content for that every month. So it all, it all adds up to now I'm working again I'm so happy and and we're and you're promoting our city and our right. food and our culture and I think that's so great is to that you not only have a, a local audience but you do have right. this national audience yeah. that is able to find out more about New yeah. Orleans yeah and I post my articles on Facebook on my regular Facebook page so yeah well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining sure. us today. It was super fun. <laughs> for my listeners out there, go out, get some Thai food. I'm going to post on Facebook the list, and uh, we'll share when Beth's article comes out so you know what to eat, and uh, you can call them by name and yeah. uh, 
be part of the, the dining their family yeah. and their story. So yeah. you've been listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host of Dinner Party, Chef Amy Sins. Until next time, ciao.